Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good evening, podcast listeners. Terrorist Solomon Lane and his group of apostles have stolen plutonium for a nuclear attack. In response, your three hosts have decided to watch this from fancy leather chairs that jostle them around. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to listen to the boys talk about the chairs. If you're caught listening to this by a significant other or someone you respect, the host will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This podcast will self-destruct in... Odds are verging on two hours. Good luck. This is Podcast The Ride, 4DX Edition. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, hosted by three guys who will tear you a new asshole if you call it the Main Street Electrical Parade song instead of Baroque Hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> the song has a name, mm-hmm. show some respect, and learn it. Uh, that's a that's an edict from me, Scott Gardner, uh, and hopefully you guys agree, Mike Carlson. Uh, I do agree, and I think I'm upset. Let me take a look here. Is that in my i my Apple Music? It I don't know if it says Baroque. I think it might list it incorrectly. Tisk tisk. Well, I mean, if if it's on a Disney album, then it, it is what it is, I guess. I just know that it, the the original song that it's based on, the meat oh, of yeah. it, dun, 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 and I won't do any more. We have to pay for it. Uh, Baroque Codown is the main thing by electronic music pioneers Perry and Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, look at this. Disney's electrical parade is what it's listed as here, and it's bullshit. You're right. Hmm. It should so, say Baroque Hoedown. Great. I'm mad at the album, yeah. too. Disney also in the wrong. Jason mm-hmm. Sheridan is here. Yeah, so how long is that track, though, that Nine you Nine minutes, up? 57 so that's seconds. that's the full loop. Mm-hmm. So that's yes, the full... Yes. That's the whole thing you can uh, which hear. Which does not... In, which Of which Baroque Hoedown is a, a piece. Right. But also, obviously, it goes into, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland music and... And Cinderella mm-hmm. music and what have you. So yeah. I guess that is an accurate title, and all is forgiven with this uh, album. Man, that was a close. I was really upset <laughs> there for call, two call. minutes, but now we're okay. Now everything's fine. Hey, we're on we're on Disney's side. Hey, in multiple ways, guys. They that uh, the the union issue worked out. Yes, congratulations to Disney employees getting uh, fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, uh, by the- next year. That's yeah. something. Um, they get an immediate raise, immediate raise. Uh, and then they get 15 an hour, which is going to be beating, I guess, the minimum wage in California, which is going to be $15 by 2020. Yes. So and they're then ahead I, of the curve. And all it took was some of the employees threatening to build a shantytown outside of Disneyland. <laughs> That's all it took. And the most uh, popular politician in the country coming to Disney, like yes. coming to Anaheim, shaming them, and then dragging yes. them on Twitter for months. Harassing Bob Iger Harassing specifically. Uh, hey, these things uh, make a difference. Uh, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to be like mean and angry right now, but I think it's what you have to do to yes. get a 
affect change, yeah. which I guess, which is also true of installing you as the mayor. Maybe we mm-hmm. got to get yeah. Bernie on our side. <laughs> this and he needs to endorse oh, you. I Bernie Ocasio. Oh, yeah. I want everyone. A on Bernie board. Ocasio dual event to endorse <laughs> Jason as the mayor. Yeah. And, yeah. and let the record show: this is Mayor Disneyland. Uh, uh, a friend of uh, mine, future future potential guest uh, Avery Monson texted me today. He's like, "Hey, you know, in the current Golden Horseshoe show, there is a Mayor Frontierland. I oh. have no beef with him." But yeah. I will be rat fucking him, but just for fun, <laughs> just Nixon style rat fucking, but just for kicks, just to assert your dominance. Yeah, and that Frontierland certainly is within your jurisdiction. Will, yes. Will he let you use the Golden Horseshoe for a campaign event? The, the with the Bernie uh, the Bernie event? Like, where would the Bernie event be take place? Oh, that's a fundraising a good event in Disneyland. Hmm. Like, what's if you the best get venue him on for your it? side? I mean, the biggest is. Lincoln, but maybe you have to hmm. uh, appeal to to Lincoln himself mm-hmm. in order yeah. to get permission. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a venue, obviously, like the uh, where they do the Mickey and the Magical Map show. That's a pretty big venue, but maybe not the intimacy you're looking for. You know what? Maybe it's a handshake that maybe it's at the the Country Bear. You know, maybe it's at the restaurant. The, well, we hungry, can look, you're asking. You're saying the, the Hungry the, Bear? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hungry Bear. Excuse uh-huh. me. Yeah, yeah. Country Bear. All gone, I can picture is them on the restroom signs. Um, um, the politician in Ohio, or I'm sorry, Iowa, kind of like you know, on the on the stump, shaking hands yes. in the diner is what you're thinking. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, that's good. Kind of thing. But, yeah. you, but you want the event to take place? Could it be in the dining room on the Haunted Mansion? Oh, is that how too about spook? this? Okay, go ahead. The Fantasmic Stage. <laughs> the fantastic stage and everyone surrounds the rivers of America and then you take the little raft over at the end when everyone's clapping and then you start shaking hands you get okay off the but then like does the Maleficent dragon come out and it says like bad policy or bad government and then you and Mickey like slay the dragon no obviously we want the Maleficent dragon under it's a big tent we want the oh, Maleficent okay. dragon on our you side can, you don't slay her you convert her oh you that's good yes that's yeah. rationale to right. get her in the tent with, with policies that appeal to people and their daily lives <laughs> you can recruit the Maleficent That's dragon. A much less exciting Fantasmic show, but I, I get why you're get your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if hopefully we can get if somebody who looks kind of like you can pop up in a different place, and then you appear like closer to the river bank, like a, like a little magic switch out, like Mickey does, and you pop up oh. at the very end and say some policies, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some look, platform, eh? No one said you can't have a little fun in politics, you know? <laughs> little razzle dazzle. Little razzle dazzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to the uh, uh, fant. Well, no, you'd replace Mick. Phantas. Uh, Jay. Jay. Taz Jay Sheridan. <laughs> yeah, let's just go the other way. Jace Tasmic. Ooh. Jace Tasmic. Jace Tasmic. Yeah. yeah. It represents Mickey and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, well, you know, today we're talking about, uh, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to have just a little fun casual episode here and talk about what we consider the, the thrill ride of the summer. Mission the Impossible summer. 4DX. Mission Impossible Fallout. 4DX. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the colons and dashes go exactly. No idea. Um, uh, and this is not... Don't worry about 
spoilers in this episode because this is really you know i i think in my mind we're less talking about the film and more talking well, about the what the chairs do there is one moment that is a spoiler okay. that i would like to talk about but i will oh, sure. indicate ahead of time I, i'm just saying uh i don't think it's a episode chock full of spoilers uh-huh. yes yes i say i say tune in even if you haven't seen the film and we will uh-huh. certainly convince you to go enjoy this 40x experience if it's in your town which it is if you live in korea or japan and possibly not unless you're in uh well or one place in slovenia is that right i think it's there's slovenia. a 40x in slovenia right. hey. it's, it's very weird spot melania's parents go uh, <laughs> go chill go take your mind off uh, everything going on with your daughter melania's dad who looks just like trump Yes, Google, right. Google it. That's not a joke. Google Melania's father and yeah. it's a, ma- a big man with a red tie with a stern face. <laughs> and it's shocking. It's a very funny yeah, thing that cuts through the cutter and clutter and explains it. I'm going to warn right now, though, I'm probably going to fuck it up and just start dropping spoilers because oh, I forgot. Fine. Yeah, so yeah, feel yeah. free to rest. I'm sorry. It's Slovakia. Slovakia. Oh, never no. mind. Well, they can, I don't know what's close to where, but they can uh, yeah. Yeah, they can check it out. Uh, um, but, you know, before we get into all that, I thought this might be a, a nice place to uh, tell you guys about something that I, that I came across. Uh, um, a couple episodes ago uh in the Twenty Thousand leagues uh, episode with stony sharp uh, um something uh, spilled out of the backlog of my brain which is that when i was about 10 years old i did uh an assignment for school which in which i made up an imaginary theme park uh, based on then topical events and the theme park was oj land and the reason this came up well i forget which well maybe that came up first and then we and then we specifically talked about one of the attractions in the show which was captain ito a judge lance ito themed redo Mm -hmm. of michael jackson's captain eo which by the way since we talked about that incredibly we were all together when this was discovered uh we were sent fan art of Captain Ito on Instagram, which was fantastic. I don't have I don't have his info in in, in front of me, but oh, uh, I'll pull it fantastic. up. Oh, and yeah, also give him a shout me as a centaur. Oh, that's my right. Interactive uh, from <laughs> my experience volunteering at a show. Whoa. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Pl- we'll, let's give him a, a shout out if you don't mind looking it up. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, CJ Words, Christopher James Warrington. Thank you very much. Check out his Instagram. There's a lot of really fun art on yeah, there. Indeed. Uh, uh, great work. Thank you so much for that. Um, but seeing this, you know, this new well-rendered art made me think I need to go back into the archives and find the oh. real deal. All right. So what I have to present to you now is the original, I mean, photocopies of it, but I have this school assignment and oh i my gosh hand it out to you guys now now i haven't like vetted this so this terribly. is these are photocopies this i'm allowed to mark up yeah, each yeah, yeah. Copy although if I, I spilled want. a little water on uh, okay. on all of them but you can grade it i have uh, a, like a like a teacher i would. have a ballpoint pen here that is a promotional pen from the movie after earth <laughs> beautiful i stole it from a restaurant when i found it and i said i i don't steal pens i'm a good boy but after earth i must have it yeah yeah, yeah. you'd so. appreciate it more appreciate it more than other people so i all right i i strive on the show to not 
put, find myself in a vulnerable position, <laughs> but I feel like I needed to throw this out and, and not look at it too carefully, mm. uh, not vet it right. before you guys uh, uh, took a look. And I'm not saying we need to read the whole thing. I don't want to spend, we shouldn't spend a ton of time on it. I'm just, I, I would just like if you guys rifled through and just like noted any right. details that, that jump out. The, the front page uh, is kind of the drive into oj land seemingly florida right. inspired this trees it's clearly kind of a swampy uh, uh vibe and uh, uh and oj is up at the, the top of the sign in a in a uh, prison uniform like the hambler hamburglar right. would wear though he certainly Look, almost did not uh, wear that uniform i have a question i don't think i mentioned this on the show was mm-hmm. this inspired by all the like jay leno oj jokes at the time because you were a big leno fan as a, as a child my friend Oh, is it in here? I'm you since you. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't <laughs> find we would, it. Well, I I have some just set up. Hold First on, hold off. on, hold on, hold on. What is he? He was about to say something. Uh, uh, hey, well, there's no set order to go yeah, through. Yeah, but you okay. were okay. and then you described I was, it. I wanted more context, but go ahead. No, no, no. Here, let's let's get into it. You'll you'll hear it. You'll hear. All it. right, okay. all right, fine. All we'll all get right. there. How how what grade was this, and how old would that have made? Um, I want to say fifth grade, though it could be four. I'm pretty sure it was, it was fifth grade. Okay. And this is a thing you, that my parents thought was so clever, and the, the teacher. <laughs> This is Moldovan, and it was it was talked about for a long time. And when I started expressing desire to get into comedy writing as a field, they were all like, "Well, you'll be a natural." Right. Uh, you did OJ Land, and by the way, on the front, a extremely creative. And that's sure, an A yeah. with two underlines. Two yeah. underlines. Not the two lines did not form a plus to make an A plus, but I I do consider the underlines a great compliment. It's funny because this does really speak to the climate of the 90s because this is obviously very creative and you would go on to be a very creative adult. But if you really think about this, it's ghastly. Oh, fuck it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But like that. But that's why I asked the Jay Leno thing, because like it was mm-hmm. sort of commonplace for him just to be like, and then OJ Simpson, uh, he's chopping up people like yes. he would just say stuff like that. And that was a joke. Even though it was a horrible thing that had happened. I think it reflects a, a, a really in the dark time and that I, you know, I blame Leno for yeah. uh, making me feel like this wasn't, like this this was fair game <laughs> to, to make fun of. I mean, and you know, what I will say is the circus surrounding yes. the, uh, the event oh, I is more why. fair game. But I think, I'm not even sure, I was totally clued in until that great documentary made in america as to how as to how ghastly the actual murder was and i think it's something that a lot of people overlooked and with that and now that i've said that let's read yeah no we have, to, yeah. Yeah. we have to read Ten year old it did about it right out right out the gate the first sentence come mm-hmm. to oj land the most politically correct place on earth now mm-hmm Let's unpack that. I don't. I've I've been trying to myself, and I've I I thought about leaving that page out, <laughs> but when giving it to you guys, but uh-huh. I thought I have to just throw it all out there. What I that mean, feels like a term, an event of its era, and mm-hmm. a term that came into the public conscious, just kind of mushed together. Yeah, it's really unclear, and what I think it is is something that my dad was railing against i think it might refer to the fact that racial politics took over the trial Mm. and and i think maybe my my dad possibly was ranting about political correctness as it pertained to the uh to the event and then i combined it with the disneyland (laughs) 
phrase, the happiest place on earth. Uh, you know, there's other things in this document where I do feel like I grasped more of the complexities of the trial. Yeah, yeah. How, but that is certainly not one of them, and I'd like to apologize for it. But with that said, I think it gets less less embarrassing. Well, no, that's not true. Because Well, I just saw Juice and Ears, a combination of Juice and Imagine and Engineers. Not Imagineers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And this is all written in, like... I think fourth and fifth grade was then they're really like, you, you have to write in cursive. Yes. Which is, mm-hmm. I think for most people, uh, uh, although not everyone in my family, I, as soon as I didn't have to write in cursive anymore, I'm like, great. Bailed. Yeah, oh, my, yeah, my signature sure. now is yeah. a squiggle. Uh, uh, yeah, I am terrible. Although I'm sure if I did cursive right now, it would look exactly like the cursive. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing cursive right there, now to see if I remember how to do it. There was like a weird... I kind of do. Mm-hmm. The, the SATs, there's uh, like a statement you have to transcribe as like a legal thing and you have to do it in cursive. Jeez, and really? And it's hooked forever. Hmm. Is there, was there like a cursive lobby at a certain point or a, a person in the government or in education that was really trying to push the cursive as like a really like sophisticated way to communicate? My dad went to, to Catholic school like K through 12 and I know the nuns and priests were very much like cursive. Sure. I feel like people who went to Catholic schools where I grew up stuck with cursive. They, yeah, and my parents seem to find it like like a moral imperative to <laughs> to keep cursive alive. But I'm not sure why. Is it is something to do with like politeness or with the decorum? It's all yeah, decorum yeah. stuff. The maybe. same reason they want you to know the right fork for the right yeah, knife for I guess butter so. or uh, 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 talking about print, knives. Back to OJ. Printing was just the commoner's <laughs> way to write. <laughs> Lazy um, is what it is. They claim that they have copyright restrictions. Uh, uh, I mean, feel free to just. There's call also out a any narrative. Movie. There's also a narrative going on here too. Wait until you, just I, I. It's pretty. This is the worst thing I've had to reveal on the show. I didn't have I to. I volunteered it, and you'll see what it is. When also, I, uh, the creative team got Jay Leno, host of the Tonight Show. <laughs> this way, we could play his songs and use the dancing itos. <laughs> The famous, the dancing Eos. Oh, so they get a corporate. You didn't make your own new version. We, this is a part. This is a corporate partnership with the the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Scott, I love oh, that okay. you figured out licensing I, agreements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was plenty aware. Hey, I went to Disneyland. I knew that things said copyright Lucasfilm, and I knew we had to we right. had to work with the Leno film. Let me back up and just <laughs> volunteer uh, and say. Um, Okay, the whole idea was born from a young young boy from a San Fernando Valley. Ten-year-old Scott Gardner is this boy. He said that OJ Land will never be completed as long as... <laughs> As well, boy, you felt that way sometimes. I swear, that trial just kept going. As long as OJ is still in civil court. That, wow. that's, that's something to note is that I think this was done uh, in the lead up to the civil trial and the, the criminal trial was uh, already over. The die was oh, cast. okay, gotcha. So if you to connect those pieces, and, and I will in this next part, uh, that's uh, that's that tells you my involvement, me a ten year old boy. Then yeah. then we partner with Jay Leno. Uh, Jay and Scott created the attractions and shows. They also <laughs> created the layout of the park. I like if a listener could make some fan art of you as a ten year old boy and Jay Leno working together over like drafting papers or in like <laughs> models working models. That in would be really denim. great. I, right. I am in a little denim suit <laughs> the way that Dustin Hoffman as Hook made the kid be uh-huh. in, a, in a miniature Hook costume. Leno dressed me as him. <laughs> I'm under his control. Uh, uh, so this is a this is like a 
a fan fiction right of me a boy working working alongside jay leno made all the stranger by the fact that i i went and worked for ostensibly the enemy of the yes of the of the of the leno tonight right, right. show what became the conan or what you know what was briefly the the tonight show i guess 10 year old me would have been disappointed <laughs> very disappointing lines <laughs> um but what Pirates but I of to, like, the Dream yeah, Team. I was gonna say, <laughs> the, the, the lands here are good. So it says OJ's Adventure Land. Adventures Land, I guess there's an S at the end of that, but maybe that's yeah, a, not sure a, why. a typo. Yeah, well, uh, now you're into the attra- the list of attractions uh, Oh, sorry, yeah. So, yeah. so um, Enchanted Living Room is one of the rides. Mm-hmm. I mean, this does, sh- for a 10-year-old, this is obviously a high level of being able to do parody and combining two things. It's Thank a very, you. You can tell that is why people were reacting Thank to it. Thank you so much, Mike. And something that I think about a lot is that I am specifically uh, in my writing career a little lacking in the area of topical comedy Mm. and I think I peaked at (laughs) 10 years old I think if I could get some of this mojo back maybe I could uh, maybe they'd take my packet at Corden I, sure. I don't even know that you need to get the mojo back. I think you're just bringing the. I think we're selling limited run chat books of this, right? That's what they. <laughs> it's not quite a book. It's not quite a magazine, right? That's what they call. I'm not like sure. a nice pamphlet sort of thing. I, I think we're there's some form this I think this. can yeah. can live in. I this think is going to be like up. Army Man. We're going to sell like a few hundred of these, and this will be the next generation this, the of early, comedy. The, the self distributed magazine that predated uh, the Simpsons. And Right. other yes. shows yeah i think this will be just as influential so pirates of the dream team as jason <laughs> said that one may be a little less like clever title wise mm-hmm. but it had to get um, moved down it wasn't in the right I, I i foolishly listed it as part of oj's adventures land and not is there a new orleans square oh it gets classified oh it's in dream team land yeah, it's in <laughs> oh oh i see i see i see yeah. there, i think today i would do like dream team square usa i'd get it a little more right because it shouldn't always be land obviously they they change yeah. it up oh but yeah here maybe i'll just list the lands oj's adventures land land of mystery Hmm. Not sure that I dex that. That's uh, uh, that's off the list. Furman Furman Land. Furman Land is what I wanted to talk about next. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. yeah so Mark Furman. Uh, what does it say? Your monthly shows? <laughs> Mark Furman doing a monthly show here? Like um, you know Elvira? Uh-huh. Not. They, look, he's a celebrity. <laughs> I, we know we're not getting Mark Furman right. Uh, There's nothing about the racism here, though, to well, suggest I think that that's, that's well, a part of it. I think that's it. a thing that I maybe wouldn't have grasped back then. And thank uh-huh. God, because I think 10-year-old me's racial uh, politics might have to be d- deleted from the podcast. Mm. Not, I, wasn't a, look, I wasn't a racist kid. I'm just saying I probably was not. I didn't grasp the, the nuances, issue. Even though the Mark Furman was just not really a nuance. He was just super racist. But um, see, I didn't all oh, that. I right. didn't know at the, the time. The Nazi my, collector. My parents were not yeah. of. You know what I caught was uh, uh, I saw the Dancing Edos, and I knew that Johnny Cochran went on these rants that people found right. kind of funny and put on costumes. I didn't. I, my parents, I think, shielded me from the fact that there was a tape where he said the N word a ton of times. Oh yeah, I mean, this is the Thank Le- God. This all of this is the Lenofied yes cartoon version of this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this which is sort of a, trial. that's a good that's a good way to almost to say like like whitewashing or like uh, yes covering up <laughs> the more difficult end of the thing. I consider myself 
having been brainwashed by Leno, uh, as you as as will be evident in this art of me in the little denim suit. It, it is interesting because like people are always like, well, you know, we need to laugh, we need to make jokes about all this stuff. But to a kid, it really makes it into like this like not vicious thing at all. Yeah. So maybe no more jokes about anything. Hmm. Yeah, what do you, <laughs> Effort, yeah. That is kind of horrifying in our current uh, reality where everything is speeding up. Everything <laughs> is just getting odder and odder. All the, like, what do, sure. what do Nothing, kids joke about Trump? What do, God help me, what do kids joke about me too? Jesus Christ. And that one's just impossible. There's no, yeah. like, fun characters. No, Everybody's just bad. I think the, 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 the OJ trial and the way it was presented, it was just so much more of an innocent time despite it being about this horrible thing uh-huh. and the, here's what i was gonna say about trump is that no one stays in the administration long enough really to be this like colorful character i mean i guess sean spicer and uh, yeah. sarah sanders are parody and everything but the way that these attorneys right just kind of had like these how imagine that the lawyers had this kind of grip on pop culture that they didn't really ask for yeah uh, um and for for months for for years even um yeah it's crazy and yeah. i loved i i soaked up every part of it and, and in great with great parodies like darden rail i was gonna say it says marcia in legal land and darden rail darden rail <laughs> i gave, oh, darden rail, I gave singular. Darden the, the monorail is am i missing i probably am missing it where is Cato in all of this? Hmm. Is Cato in the back anywhere? I'm not sure Cato That's is represented. Because yeah. Cato was the most kid-friendly cartoon character in my mind. At the time, I knew yeah. the Cato joke. Oh, Cato's that yeah. like, silly. Like He's shaggy. the silly guy in the back. <laughs> He's like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Zoinks, OG. Oh, man. Um, well, easy fix. The Cato cell. Uh, and it's all, all the uh-huh. all the vehicles are all uh, different. It's all him sleeping at different minutes of the night. It's him sleeping yeah. at two thirty four. It's oh, him that's sleeping good. at I would uh, say Kato, The Cato. You could have the hotel rooms like the Cato suite, and it's just like this <laughs> tiny room in the back of the hotel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I approve. You, if it was like a Star Wars immersive style hotel, like they're going to build, like you would have a like a teenager playing Cato, and he'd like kind of come over and try to hang out with you during the day. Uh huh. And, and your window, the window would be black out and you would have a view of oj's brentwood <laughs> yeah 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 backyard. it would be it would be digital screens instead of windows yeah. i i like all this i like these ideas i would say i i do have to run everything by jay just sure. for final yeah, approval yeah. but in the, but in theory i looking yeah he may have an issue uh, uh looking at the oj <laughs> simpson story featuring a moment with mr simpson now i'm hoping it's not the moment i'm thinking of uh but i do admire fourth grade scott's commitment of using the full official like just referenced in a, in an episode very recently the the convoluted nature of the title yeah and now, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I knew it. I knew it uh, then. Um, Hal Cowling reference here. California Cowlings. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I will say, like, if you and I met and we, I was what eleven and you were ten or whatever. You had much more. You had more names than I did. <laughs> I knew Cato. I think I probably knew Johnny Cochran. I knew OJ. I knew the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew as uh, deep as. Uh, yeah, I don't think Al Collings was in my brain at that point. Jason, let what alone do you think? to make the leap that 
him driving the Jeep is like you driving the Jeep in the Indiana Jones <laughs> ride. Him <laughs> avoiding obstacles and... Uh, 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 <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the people with signs on the freeway are like the dart uh, mm-hmm. blowers. Uh, OJ's Haunted Mansion, and the, and the tagline here is, when the court took a field trip to OJ's house, <laughs> it was decorated so nicely. Could it be haunted? <laughs> this well. is a reference to when they revamped the 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 decor oh right to make him a more appealing mm. per, and 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 to sort of nod to his heritage and stuff right, they, right. they did a little they like dressed up the the house this right. is i don't think i was very cognizant of this all at the time mm-hmm. but i watched religiously the people versus oj simpson on fx like yeah. a year and a half two years ago mm-hmm. so this this is all al cowlings took me a second but. yeah so okay, so there's there's a drawing which I assume is Johnny Cochran, and it says the Lion King parade. Uh, yes, there's so, also a Lion King parking garage. Did I see that right? You know, possibly. What? I think this is another combination of topical thing of the time. The uh-huh. hit movie, The Lion King. Well, it's sp- and, spell lion though. Oh yeah, sorry. It's yeah. L Y I N. King apostrophe. apostrophe King. He's Johnny Carter. He's telling lies. He's uh-huh. the Lion King. So you were anti Johnny. Like that still <laughs> was that. That seems like that could have easily. You could have worked in the Leno writers' room with that. This yeah, there's a new movie a, coming out here, and it's uh, you know it's called the Lion King or whatever. Yeah. And it's like yeah, that's not the joke, obviously. But you like that would be a joke that I could see being on. Yeah, there's a way. There's a way to frame that. There's a to, way to uh, do it to make it a Leno joke. Uh, um, I yeah, look, I, this has a uh, packet. I think I have a packet mm-hmm. ready to go. It's probably for the Jay Leno car show at sure. this point. Yeah, but maybe that's still a job. Do you um, think he'd have OJ on the car show? I think OJ's out. <laughs> Whoa, that's an idea. Hey, uh, this is my old Bronco. Juice, you like this? Bring back memories, huh? I mean, wouldn't that that would be a ratings event to end all ratings events? That Leno and OJ in a car together in a Bronco together. We're gonna drive to Judge Ito's grave and pay our respects. (laughs) Did he? Did he pass away? I think Judge Ito passed away. Did he? Didn't he? Mm. Yeah, I think he did. If uh, that's not true, then uh, Jason, you're the Lion King. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, he is still alive, Jason. All right. What? Who I think, passed away? I think you're thinking of Judge Ito's brother. What? <laughs> <laughs> and as I said that, I went, what are you talking about, Michael? But Why let me look know this up. that he is dead? I feel like there was some... I mean, this. I, I'll look it up later, but there's some... You're talking about his brother, Captain Ito. <laughs> yeah, Captain Ito has passed away. Yes, <laughs> somebody has some. Somebody told me some story about Captain Captain about Judge Ito's brother, and maybe they think that's who you're thinking of. Did Judge Wapner die? <laughs> <laughs> I just Judge I think Wapner a judge t- has died in the last yeah, uh, twenty years. Right. Right. Judge well, Larry from- passed away. Yes, Judge sure. Wapner is. Let's see. <laughs> judge Reinhold's doing great. Judge Wapner dead. In 2017, uh, at age 97, you were thinking of a different mm-hmm. celebrity judge. Did they moment. do an autopsy? <laughs> you think I'm there just was saying, a, there a, could have been foul play. <laughs> he was 97. You think he was posing as? I no. I just think Judge Wapner probably put a lot of people away. You know, 
<laughs> I see. You think that, that was a, a show where you enemies. would prosecute criminal, like <laughs> murdering criminals on it? I think he had some small claims court enemies, mm. you know? Well, that's true. People stay mad. So somebody who he forced to pay $550 mm-hmm. uh, tracked him down yeah. and had him murdered. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, let me also let me say the thing that started all this, Captain Ito. I, of the things in here, I'm, I genuinely like The Lion King. I'm spelled that way, and I like Captain Ito, and he is the the O in the in Ito. Um, oh yeah, it's, the, it's his rotund body, which was he large? Maybe I just think Captain he was because he was Captain, in a Captain Ito. <laughs> I was good to large. That's replaced Judge Ito in my brain. I was Captain Ito. No, I don't think so. I think he was a, a moderately sized man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what Captain Ito would have done what is his journey of transformation huh. maybe he took all of the hate and discord within los angeles around that time mm-hmm. the potential riot uh, uh, about to bubble over and uh, uh turn the city into a peaceful uh, dance party mm-hmm. and made everybody dressed in white and made uh, everyone's uh, vehicles white and uh, uh, magic and glimmering and full of rainbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have just mat- like put his hand in the air and uh, an angry man would turn into a, like a wild, buffant-haired, uh, crazy backup dancer. <laughs> that would have been... Uh, Who bursts out of the wall. Well, that's Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> um, Alan Dershowitz uh, oh, pops and Alan locks Dershowitz. with Marcia Clark. There wasn't. Uh, there's not a lot of Dershowitz in here, right? No, I kind of missed him. Yeah, and, uh, and the other guys. Um, who's mm-hmm. a, a Barry Sheck? Barry, oh yeah, Barry Sheck not represented. Um, uh, that's another one. Sheck tours. Sheck Mountain. There we go. Sheck Mountain. Sheck Mountain is good. Will be. Yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dershowitz is the. Uh, oh, sorry. Like she, the, oh, oh, sorry. Sheck Mountain is the. Uh, uh, you are going through the wild strands of a DNA uh, sample because that's like the oh, track okay. of a roller coaster. You're going through a big uh, helix. Oh yeah. That's anyway, great. sorry. I just had I had it. I had to jump on it. Uh, sure. You were saying yeah. about Dershowitz. Oh, Dershowitz is sort of like. You know, if there's a Soren type ride where he's welcoming you aboard the Epstein plane, <laughs> 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 hey, but you're like, oh, there's no wait for that, and every even the cast members are like, don't, don't go, no, no, don't, don't go on. But that. it's full of famous people that it's haven't full faced of fam- repercussions. But there's all these animatronics it. of very famous people. Oh, yeah, you don't want to. Just the, don't. In the fan art, Leno was whispering into my ear and telling me about hey, this plane. <laughs> don't go near that plane. I know there's uh, a lot of famous people. I, Scott, also, uh, uh, check in your uh, uh, favor. Mm-hmm. There is a Vanity Fair article from two years ago. Mark Furman slams the people versus O.J. Simpson mm. for political correctness. <laughs> oh, wow. So, old Furman and 10-year-old Scott. Same page. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Uh, I think that this, I will say that this, mm -hmm. uh, again, for a 10-year-old, very impressive. um, I will say it's not as, it, it, or excuse me, it is much better than the, of course, second gate, OJ's Vegas robbery adventure. (laughs) (laughs) It's much better than that. That one was much less exciting. It was cheap. They didn't have enough money. They didn't have 
you know the vision or the money nobody wanted photos with the the mm-hmm. nine would-be thugs yes. who uh, tried to help him break and they in. had to put a lot more money into the vegas robbery adventure years later plus <laughs> all those attractions that like quickly opened and then quickly closed you know the if i did it experience mm-hmm. the um celebrity boxing mm-hmm. the prank show juiced mm-hmm. like you know these you are could all... watch they converted juiced to 3d you could watch it in 3d at the second yeah. gate oh okay that's yeah. true it's the whole maybe this is the second gate is like all it's the entire last chapter mm-hmm. it's everything post mm-hmm. trial and any store where you go in and try to get merch and oj animatronic bursts out and says hey that's my stuff <laughs> Oh man, man, we're doing we're we're continuing the thing you started at ten years old on a podcast. Sweet, weird. Tw- yeah, twenty three <laughs> years later. Yeah, who knew this was just the first chapter? And who would have known that I would have had two friends eventually? That would have been the it biggest just shock. Took twenty plus years <laughs> to find it. Um, hey, so, you know to bring this out and have you guys. Not just tear it apart and to uh, <laughs> and to find some fun in it. Uh, uh, it's I, I appreciate it genuinely. I'm gonna give it an A. Whoa! I wrote an A on it, Jason. Would you like to grade Scott's? Oh boy! Not on your own, of oh, course. My Use own. my after earth pen. Use my after earth. Fingers pen. crossed. I'm nervous. Th- that is also a detail. That seems like something I would have, like a promotional after earth mm. pen stolen from a restaurant. I think I was I with you when I got it. Uh, uh, Scott, your your wife, when we were at Pirates Dinner Imagine. Adventure, she realized, or we were like either leaving or something. One mm-hmm. of she still had the pen for uh, <laughs> what is it called? What is the sexy cabaret show called down oh, there? Uh, uh, Tietro Martini. Tietro Martini. Yeah, yeah. and Which we she like go. very quietly leaned over to me and was like, "You want this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> And it was you, you're acting Tietro. like yes I, I do want that I'm sure it was an emphatic yes uh, what's uh, your thought yeah. there was it just like was she just like it seems like Jason would appreciate a free pen I, I think so also <laughs> it stops working immediately uh, it's felt very dirty I'm gonna write a first off a plus oh my god and Jason. I'm gonna put I'm so very uh, grateful funny and underline that because sometimes wow. I you know depending on the teacher you probably knew them better i found extremely creative either very sincere or very condescending mm. yeah uh hey you know what this was a very good teacher mrs great Moldovana, who that's very nice incur- and you know you might actually say that the encouragement that i felt from this project made me think that maybe i could move forward in a creative wow. uh fashion so well, you know good. honestly this uh, uh this was a uh an important piece i think the next step you guys having seen it is for me to then to send it to the conan office and to have them uh revoke my uh, former employment mm. there and have all of my sketches uh deleted permanently from the server yeah they were talking about getting a full archive of all the conan shows up online and your but your stuff is might just be wiped this, after this. yeah yeah no. yeah if this if this comes out they'll realize what a grave mistake they made mm. <laughs> and uh so folks it. rip uh wes anderson star wars now <laughs> <laughs> oh hey oh, thanks uh, thanks for naming one look at that that's a that was a mashup of 
two oh, properties. Yeah, you were much doing. like OJ Land. Yeah. yeah. I did a couple of theme park sketches too. There was a fan correction. People would send in, um, you know, ways to uh, the mistakes that Conan had made. And he had, he had said seven flags instead of uh, six flags, oh. which was a very odd uh, mistake. But it gave me license to run around the, the back lot where that um, the Gilmore Girls set was, uh-huh. the famous Gilmore Girls gazebo. And I got to turn it into a little a miniature uh, Conan uh, amusement park it was like a conan endorsed i was still using the logic there where it's seven flags but conan was the property they licensed all la bugs but if you if you look at all my theme park related comedy <laughs> all of the logic i made sure i wasted a lot of time adding that up time that could have been used to make the thing uh, funnier the licensing had to be clean so people would get it. Uh, yeah, well, that, hey, and that's my uh, promise for all future theme park related comedy, of which there is much more to come. Although yeah. not today, because we're not talking about a theme park. Not today. No, no. Um, but it's a theme park of the the mind and body and spirit. Yeah, and it employs tricks. There's similar tricks, or it, identical mm-hmm. tricks, in fact. Yeah, and it it. Honestly, we we're going to record something else tonight, which we will likely do that thing we have planned in the future. Mm-hmm. But we all walked out of this going like, "This is can we tomorrow? Yeah, let's just do this tomorrow." We all it, knew us all watching the the movie together. Uh, yeah, uh, in for a the row second of, time <laughs> in a row. Yes, <laughs> um, in a row of people from other podcasts who were all segregated by their podcasts. Mm-hmm. We had to sit with our podcast. <laughs> you got to show team um, unity, uh, uh, and we, you know, that's how the magic happens. You see a movie, and you know what? This could be an episode. Mm-hmm. I think. I think this is an episode. This is an episode. Uh, I think this is thin enough to spin an episode out of. Uh, um, we're we're talking just to clarify about Mission Impossible Fallout. 4DX, the Mm -hmm. 4DX experience. Now, we saw this film opening night. You bought a bunch of tickets uh, uh, and uh, for the IMAX uh, experience. At At uh, CityWalk. At at CityWalk, a place where we're going to be spending a lot of time in very soon. Very soon, you're going to be hearing a lot about that place. Start learning. Bone up on CityWalk now if you want to know what the hell we're talking about. But um, so... On a what this on a Thursday night we had already seen this film in a in a mm-hmm. you know elevated setting and I think really enjoyed it mm-hmm. in that. That's great. But then people were going to see it. How many four days later? Yeah, Monday. So yeah, that's four days. <laughs> in IMAX. Now, if you're not in Los Angeles in downtown LA, there is a, a place called LA Live, which is the one of the fakier. The malls ever to spring up yeah la live is right by the staples center it's like i don't know what the boundaries of la live are but there mm-hmm. it's mostly like this like couple block like swath of land that has you know like a uh a yard house it has a yeah. uh, carl's urban it has like a smash burger it's like formerly an espn these, zone uh-huh. one of the only other espn zones around there's the, a bowling there's a alley Carlton right next to it mm-hmm. yeah a, lot, a couple hotels around in the area it's the, like near the stable center near the microsoft theater uh, uh and club uh, nokia right uh maybe it's not called that anymore i've seen a lot of fun concerts there this yeah. is the first time i've really spent any time down there that was all right. Really? Life. Yeah. Hmm. I really haven't gotten Boy, down there. Missing out. Yeah. Well, I go down for wrestling events to Staples Center, and then you go to Yard House afterward, and you hope you see Randy Orton eating a steak. 
Uh, <laughs> did like you see did. that? Of course. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then a friend of ours, Tim Chang, yelled at him out the window when we were driving away. Uh-huh. And Tim didn't have like a very good thing. He just was like, Randy Orton. It wasn't like a funny quip or anything, but... Well, I hey, relevant to uh, Disney interests, uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I uh, got a little too drunk at a Peebo Bryson concert. Mm. <laughs> uh, he Did he do one of the... I don't know if he did one of the Disney songs. I want to say that he didn't. Uh, um, so, sorry to tell you, Beauty and the Beast <laughs> is out of the set. Um, get that fixed. Man, should, I, should I look at the set list? Uh, if I guess if you can refresh uh, ex- my memory. Excellent. Uh, uh, if, if ever you're in my arms again, yeah, if yeah. You're in my arms again. <laughs> <laughs> what what are the Disney songs that he? Oh, I'm sorry. Peebo Bryson was the adult contemporary R and B type artist who was the male part of the duets of Beauty and the Beast and A Whole New World. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Beating the Beast, Celine Dion, and Aladdin. Uh, uh, Whole New World was a Regina Bell. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Uh, which are things that I didn't like as a kid. I remember thinking, "Play the one from the movie. Don't play this lame grown-up version." <laughs> oh, <laughs> the singles version. Yeah. Yes. The, okay. Then those always they topped the adult contemporary charts, and in the Oscars, they all performed together. Like Angela Lansbury performed with Celine and Peebo, and it's a very moving moment. I feel like in elementary school, like they, as soon as those movies hit, the music teachers bought the sheet music immediately mm, mm-hmm. and then like taught us to sing it. And I feel like they were teaching the arrangements of the adult contemporary versions, not the movie one. And I would just be like, why don't we sound like the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I want to do the voice of Cogsworth. the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just full of kind of like chimes and, uh, uh, like, I I cannot find uh, for whatever reason Peebo Bryson does not have like recent set lists on setlist dot uh, mm. fm. Okay, nobody's that's about what that's on me to do. I yeah, you have it. to update it. Uh, but this, I have a December seventh set list, mm-hmm. um, and it's twenty two. He ends with Joy to the World. This was a, maybe a holiday. Oh no, this is holiday. These are all holiday mind. songs. Not a never uh, mind. Good sample this is if you wanted to hear anything about mission impossible you never you've now heard about oj for 35 minutes you've heard about <laughs> randy orton and uh people <laughs> Bryson. Uh, uh, three uh, favorite people <laughs> uh, uh, our three their uh, dream guests uh-huh. randy pebo and oj <laughs> yep uh so yeah look there's a magical place down in la live so much uh, entertainment it's not as fun as city walk or downtown disney but it's similar just that's what you know it's similar to that yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. 
A lot of lights, a lot of stimulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, family friendly ish, and a very nice movie theater. Which, and, and I'm not sure when, but in the last couple of years, they have mm-hmm. uh, started this innovation of uh, uh, <laughs> oh well, the, well, the, it the is place being innovation center. Regal right? LA a- Live Barco Innovation Center <laughs> is the name of the the theater. Yeah, the theater is called. Barco Innovation Center, right? Which is, I again, it's so elementally. I hope nobody really wants to hear anything juicy about Mission Impossible. If you do see the movie, which is uh, jaw dropping stunts, rather than three guys blathering mm-hmm. on, yeah. But Barco uh, it, Innovation Center does sound like. Oh, was that one of the names in the Big Short? Was that one of the shell companies? <laughs> <and> like <laughs> Margin Call or something? <laughs> It's very possible that it is green ovation. Uh, it's like, well, the the I went to the Barco website to try to get more information, and it will not negate your opinion, Jason, because the what here's here's about about Barco. Imagine a way to see, sense, and share the intangible. It's what happens when big data becomes knowledge, when <laughs> images become insight, and when experiences come to life. That's what Barco is all about. Barco? It is? What what do you mean? So, if you're somewhere and you see images become insight, that was Barco. That that sounds a lot like the Cambridge Analytica website. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I mean, these sound like companies that would be like fronts that Mm -hmm. the IMF force would be combating. (laughs) When we were uh, in the movie, Barco was using these special chairs to scan all of our phones, get all of our contacts, places oh, we've been, interests. Scan our faces for the mask. Mr. Hunt, you will never defeat Barco. <laughs> Barco is on your trail. That uh, sounds like Gollum, but that is sort of what oh, that guy's voice is yeah, like. Yeah, he right? gets yeah. pretty the villain. Lane, in, uh, they, they Lane have, right? Not they've Lark. gotten really good at finding sleazy villains. You will uh, find, as we discuss this film that I remember no characters names in the film mm-hmm. and once again I think that's okay because we're mainly let's, talking about the chairs it is but just for the fun of it let's see how many you can name Whoa. what's the main character's name what's who does Tom Cruise play Ethan Hunt yes who does uh, Ving Rhames play uh, old, old Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not for you, Jason. I know you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon, no, you should correct me. Simon Luther Stickle. Simon Pegg. Yo, you said it a little bit. of Benji. Yes, he plays Benji. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, it's a, uh, Ilsa? That's right, right? Ilsa Faust. Yeah, yeah there you okay. go. Oh, you got the last name, too. I got no Pretty last good. names. How about the... I know how, the name of the theater. It's the Barco Innovation Center, how about, but uh, Ilsa Faust. How about uh, Cavill? Henry Cavill's character mm, didn't catch it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. Do we even know it. his name? Wasn't he? Uh, uh, he's a, uh, he's, he's, he's a plumber. He's his identity. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's the right, CIA's uh, lead plumber. The bad guy's name is what's his first name? I was going to say Jack Lane, but that's not right. <laughs> it's Lane. His first name isn't Lane. I don't know. Uh, he talks like this though. Yeah. All right. Well, I know the name then, of the band that did the theme song in part two. That's Limp Biscuit, mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yeah. Sure. I started watching part two the other night, and uh-huh. it is an amazing time capsule of the year 2000. Like Scott's Ooh, OJ thing. OJ. Like, yes, yeah, very similar. Um, so, um, so, yeah. So, so the movie, I had never done 4DX. You, mm-hmm. None of us, right? Had done I it. had uh, been to, I had gone to see... 
uh, Valerian oh. and, the, and the keeper of the 19 clouds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the correct <laughs> that's city. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Subtitle, right. Okay. Um, and uh, I was having fun. I was enjoying it, but I was particularly tired that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something to do in the morning. And I was like, I think I got it. I think I got my fill. And I, I left uh, mm. 40 minutes in. It oh, was not wow. meant to be a big protest i since have finished the film mm-hmm. uh, Val- valerian and the 19 uh, mm-hmm. uh, astro dungeons mm-hmm. but <laughs> um, but uh, so i had i had experienced it and that was enough to know some of not only what the chairs do but what the room does and mm-hmm. i was impressed and i've been thinking about 40x ever since and i'm glad that i did a full uh, experience yeah i i was gonna say i was a little i don't know if they do this I, I the th- okay so so before the movie starts they do a little demonstration of the room yes which scared so, the shit out of me because I actually didn't know how invasive 4DX was I knew it would jostle mm-hmm. you around but I was I didn't like either so you get I mean you get like a full themed entertainment experience you get a pre-show yes you get a pre-show uh, you are in, in the, it's a minute long it's but. a minute long but it fires off like all of the different like yes triggers oh, which stuff. is almost a cool thing about that that it's like all 20 of the stuff uh, yeah the strobe lights the stink the spray the, the gas stinky spray the gas so that was the most shocking thing to me so like it jostles you the seats jostle you around a lot you get hit in the back by like different rollers or different like little fists I don't know what they are yeah you get there's air guns but in the front of the theater and in the front of each seat they can spray like fog at you or like gas like it reminded me of like a batman villains layer like a batman villain (laughs) trapping batman in the 60s show where like gas comes out and like everyone just passes out so like there would be the start of a batman 66 and it's like we're in a normal movie theater in gotham and then everyone passes out and it's like it's the riddler and he's Mm -hmm. capturing all these movie patrons this is what in this case it would be the barkler (laughs) <laughs> the evil head of Barco. Uh, um, John Barco by day, the Barkler by night. Will Batman defeat the Barkler? <laughs> Find out. Will the gas spray keep our heroes knocked out for 24 hours so they can't record an episode? I found the gas spray uh, uh, woke me right up well, because you- it was startling for one thing. For the other thing, and I don't know if I've talked about this before, I have a very sensitive sense of smell. Like, if something does not agree with me, mm. I, I cannot stop thinking about it. And the spray, the water spray, I think there was one or two moments where it did a fragrance in it, but the rest of the time, it just smelled like old water <laughs> or like a dang <laughs> yeah, basement. Yeah. When, when, the, when all the effects started in that little pre-show, I think, and this is maybe not a quote, but it is certainly um, the sentiment that you were giving off is all of a sudden with the chairs start going crazy and the gas starts coming out and you just go, Oh my God. <laughs> like yeah. you were just like freaked out they a little really bit. They warn you. <laughs> no, they don't warn you. They don't warn you. There's also strobes <laughs> in the theater, strobes <laughs> shooting at the ceiling. Yes. So like for like kind of as, as lightning usually is yeah. what it's representing, mm-hmm. which then during mission impossible during the the crazy halo jump you where it is a, it's a stormy sky you mm-hmm. do get light that is going. fun yeah uh, um i like that how, how do we do, how do we tackle this in an orderly fashion <sighs> 40 well the, the, 40 the X company chair. yes yeah we hadn't talked about the d box company okay so this is the the company it's a canadian company uh, um and they they installed these d boxes at movie theaters 
around the world. Um, and you, but this is a different... D-Box is different than 40X. Uh, I believe D-Box is like the chair technology. Like is that the motion right? But simulator. it's not 4DX. It That's is a not, different I think 4DX branding. is... Yes, so it's a different branding. But like D-Box is like the, the chair motion. And you can get like D-Box stuff so, at home. So Batman would be in his back cave and he'd be like, D-Box is... This- it's 4DX, Robin. <laughs> They're the same thing. It's all uh, part of... I, I feel... I'm Googling is 4DX D-Box because I'm not totally sure. This is. I if, think it's the D-Box motion feedback track. Okay. Uh, is, is what Jason, I'm saying. if you're saying. wrong, I have a list. you were going to the podcast. I have a list of feature films that have been like synced but but I'm looking at websites that say D box versus 4DX. Whoa, is this different? I think Whoa. they're different. Jason, after my, my tiki room fuck up, this podcast cannot sustain another error like this. <laughs> we cannot screw up. Be- okay. And also because 4DX, maybe there is some similar technology going, but 4DX, which is certainly what we saw, is a, a Korean company i believe uh um wait i'm on the i'm on the wikipedia doing all my research uh, there's a different south, oh my south, god south korea yeah there's similar ideas oh my god but i believe what i believe they are competitors wow um can you find out when d box began well so i know this the the i think the company dates back to like the 1992 i think i saw mm-hmm. the first movie that w- was coded and synced for d box was fast and furious in 2009 okay okay um and then they have this list only goes up to like 2016 but there was like a ton of movies that have been coded for that's the thing i think this D-box. is a blu-ray hd X? dvd wow. situation i think they snuffed them out or something wow uh, uh or if not entirely then uh this I'm, is like a tissues kleenex sort of thing i was associating mm-hmm. i was calling the the whole thing d-box i was like calling a kleenex mm-hmm. i would like it if you issued your apology now i'm very to, sorry okay but I'm apologize very sorry, to D-box. I'm glad we've gotten ahead of this <laughs> i apologize sooner. to d-box if they are not out of business mm-hmm. uh and i'm falsely claiming that like well, we claimed that ito's uh, brother was that ito was dead <laughs> A lot of mistakes. One, lot of one mistakes. more. Is there some punishment for Jason? Also, yeah, all coming more. from Jason tonight. So, yeah. We, we'll, we'll make him go back to the theater and, like, really press his face up into the gas spray. There has oh. to be a D-Box setting that would be torture. Like, would you could interrogate a terrorist. Like, Absolutely. strapping them in and this, like, they're... Like there's the punches, like set punches to highest punch level, and like it really pummels you in there. Or you could waterboard someone with a drip from the ceiling. Yeah, that's yeah, possible. Yeah. And have the lightning going in kind of a strobe fashion, so yes. you start to uh, seizure. And the gas, of course, is like siren gas or something <laughs> uh-huh. maybe less toxic because you don't want to kill them you want to get information from them <laughs> okay this is very funny so 40x also launched with the first movie in 2009 uh in south korea journey to the center of the earth <laughs> okay uh, kicking it off with the bank so the first something about that film inspired with this this it's not enough to sit still and go and go on a journey to the center of the mm-hmm. earth. You got to be shaken around and jostled and sprayed at. 
we got to really bring pull you into the center mm-hmm. uh, um, and they kept going when looking at some of the other earlier films you got uh, 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 Maze Runner Ice Age Continental Drift um, the, the crew <laughs> This the the 40x technology premiered in Hungary with the Crudes. Oh, oh, the Crudes! I thought you were saying the Cruise. Mm. What do you? What's the Cruise? What are you talking the about? Cruise, I think it's that documentary about Speed Levitch, the New York City tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Cruise is what I call all the Mission Impossible. Uh, oh films. yeah, I like the idea of that Cruise documentary. Like you're on a bus in New York City, and the seats are jostling around, like experiencing those New York potholes and stuff. Oh yeah, that wouldn't be the worst. That would be fun. Uh, well, it's a real. Uh, it's a it's a race through New York with speed. <laughs> Speed, yeah, uh, um, a lot of kids movie. I was surprised uh, my mistaken research about D box uh, uh, also <laughs> kind of carries over to 4DX, uh, which also has uh, 4DX Rise of the Guardians, Despicable Me Two, mm-hmm. uh, ACH Continental Drift. Like I, I would think this would be very jarring for a child. Yeah, well, I think here's how I believe they play it. Did you guys come across information about the levels that you can set no. for your 40X uh, experience? Oh, too? could we? I, I, I knew that there were levels, but are we mm-hmm. allowed to set them? Um, no, no, no. The film, the ch- by the way, the chairs are programmed by, by somebody, probably in a very audio animatronic fashion. Right. So these, so somehow, which I think is pretty neat and odd and magical that this chair programming is distributed along with the movie all over the world to all these different Ooh, countries. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so, no, you don't get to set it. Uh, um, but here, but apparently the it's on a scale of one to nine. And my guess is that an Ice Age or such uh, has just a little bit of motion, enough to make it okay. fun, something akin to uh, your, your tough to be a bug, your Disney kind of right. stuff. But what we experienced, and no wonder you were all, no wonder we were all so jostled and stressed out, that was level nine. Do you think, you think or you way. know? I know. You do. Level nine. This is a very spinal tap kind of situation. Sure. <laughs> this arbitrary <laughs> measuring. Level nine. Uh, but it's, it's all the way up and one thing i like the social media 40x because there's something about i mean the company is not headquartered in america and it's just something there's like odd little words that are wrong or it's just kind of off here and there that make you think that it's translated but i saw a strange tweet that was just kind of like like remember level nine do you do you recall it did you miss it <laughs> you have not seen it in some time that is because it has not been seen since fast and furious and now it is back oh um, and uh, their copy off the website is interesting and odd as well uh, uh oh i'm so okay i'm not sure what level one through nine starts to classify it as 40x extreme but nine certainly is 40x extreme hmm. the most amped up level of intensity in 40x motion design 40x eliminates the boundary between the audience and the film with motion Ooh. chairs that move in perfect synchronicity with the movie being shown wow. eliminates eliminates do you agree with this or not uh, this statement I, look that might be a bit hyperbolic as far as uh, eliminating the like that's essentially saying you'll forget you're in the theater you'll be yeah. racing in the streets with Ethan Hunt which is look I, I did not I had a, a, a coke with me 
in a cup holder. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at my phone. And it was still like jostling the Coke, but like I could still handle the Coke for most of the movie. Maybe if I, I had finished it by the point, by the end of the movie, when you really get like fucked around with like so maybe that would have been crazy but no i don't think this is a bit hyperbolic but all theme park um you know materials and advertising it are, yeah. gotta juice it up no but no seat belts and stuff so you're you're saying we were at level nine last we are all the way all the way at nine yeah i mean we were certainly they were again there really wasn't much of like warning level nine is starting or like <laughs> there, there's certainly no seat belts <laughs> oh but i like, do the crank up <laughs> the pitch rising getting you yeah. up to, no 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 that's what i want i oh, want a want dial that. taking you to nine yeah oh, they should have I a whole see. pre-video where like there's like some teenagers who are like man this isn't that this isn't that scary or this isn't that intense and then it's like oh yeah and then there's like you know a commercial actor not me but a different one uh like well, with a, yourself all right i'm in it uh <laughs> and it's it pays very well and uh he's like got a dial and he like turns the giant dial up and then like the teenagers like their hair like shoots up like they were electrocuted and then like <laughs> it jostles them for a while but then maybe like the commercial would like merge them into Ethan. so like they're driving along the road with ethan and they're like it's like whatever that marketing slogan was that would be a good like warning to really like you would feel what two is like and then you would feel what nine is like you would you could see and you could be prepared for like so jason wouldn't have had a heart attack like he did last night i would like to see ferdinand uh 20th century fox animated movie about a bull i would like to see that at nine <laughs> is that a 4DX option? It was. Uh, oh, okay. It was one of the 2018 movies. That can't movies. be nine, though. Got to be one I wonder two. if there's... So every Mission Impossible screening is nine. They don't have like a kid's matinee that's two or three. I don't think so. I think you're... I think they it's do their one, their one sync pass. And there's no age limit. So you could put... Hypothetically... Uh-huh. You could bring a two-year-old in there. Yeah. Sit them down in a chair. I mean, I think probably somebody at the ticket counter would say, but maybe not. Maybe you bought your tickets online. I think maybe you got an age... Oh, okay. You have to be at least uh, three and a half feet tall and four oh, years of age. Oh, interesting. To experience 40X, and that's so any you, level. But you can okay. plop a four-year-old down for uh, an afternoon screening of Dunkirk in 4DX. <laughs> As soon, on their fourth birthday, on yes. On their fourth birthday. You can go straight to it. Mother, mother, I want to see Dunkirk. <laughs> I want to see those brave boys, if mother. You, if you were a little boy now, that is verbatim what you would have been saying to your mom. Probably. <laughs> done the school project done impossible <laughs> odds mother <laughs> you know i think that there are these age limits and everything you know recently you've seen our president donald trump talk again about how with all the violence and everything going on probably it's because of the movies and if mm. we we how we need a, a movie rating system <laughs> and i couldn't agree more i think you know morality is just out the window in this country mm. and i think it's because i think people are getting ideas from the odd vibrations happening in their seats in these mm-hmm. 40x movies and we you know i think it's distinctly possible that you could be i mean certainly that feeling the bullets on the back of your neck could make you thirst for you know trying out some gunfire yourself i think like maybe some of those rumbles could you know do a little mm. rumble on your junk and <laughs> uh, uh you know kind of arouse you a little bit so we, was, we need 40x rating levels just, is what I was, I'm saying. yeah jason go ahead uh, unrealistic hollywood expectations i mean you're going to see the final Maze Runner. You think you're getting a death cure? You think you're going to come out of this movie like, oh, I got a death cure? I don't need to worry about 
mortal morality you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna be immortal i'm gonna live forever i have the death cure i got it mm-hmm. from the maze because well, it's broken down the the line between reality and when you yeah. eliminate the gap between the yeah. screen and your reality you get all kinds of crazy ideas um i was like the chair does vibrate Mm-hmm. like crazy like that's another thing it does like yes. it shakes like it's big shakes and big movements but it, there is like a vibration like either like a sharper image chair or like a dirty hotel's vibrating bed <laughs> like that's sort of the feeling because all of a sudden and it, it would come it would sneak up on me too because all of a sudden like i feel my teeth vibrating or something <laughs> where i was yeah. like oh, oh okay there were some weird vibrations i think though the most unnerving thing was the occasional punch like where there were certain punches where mm. you would get all of the back but then there was one level where it would just hit the shoulder blades and it was only like every 20 minutes and i found that very startling that was awful i had mm. to yeah. i had to sit up i, I, noticed I enjoyed you, this experience i noticed you doing what i did as a child during honey i shrunk the kids or oh, yeah. like you were up at the front of the seat because <laughs> yes. you did not want to be touched by these invisible robot hands no and i would have done this the same thing i i get up when all the uh the insects leave and tough to be a bug i don't want that experience this i i wouldn't quantify it i'll defend myself and say i wouldn't quantify it as being afraid i just it's like you're getting punched in the shoulder that's not a good feeling i'd hang out with nick mundy if i wanted that (laughs) i mean i i i sympathize with it because i do have that feeling but then i think what happened was when the first when the chair first punched me in the back i was thinking hmm you know what just lean into it really let's do this So, like, when that happened to me, I was like, I'm in it. I'm going to get over my... Because I, I did. I flashed back to Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and even mm-hmm. The Bugs Life and then any other 3D movies that would, like, kind of fuck with your legs or your back or touch you. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I'm in for it. I'm in for... I was trying to position... So, this is another thing we haven't talked about. It shoots air blast there's two holes by your head and it shoots yes air blasts constantly especially in a movie with guns so i was trying to like position my head in the perfect way like i wanted to try to get the optimum experience because i noticed i was leaning sort of in my seat and i got hit right in the back of the head with a blast of air because i was leaning sort of toward the right Ah. and then i was kind of leaning up and i wasn't getting punched as much so i was like nope I'm going to sit and put my head right back in between the two holes and I'm going to let my back be brutalized during this whole movie. (laughs) My head was, if I was sitting up straight along the back, my head was getting like bounced around like yeah the the all these descriptions make it sound like we did not like this um because the first time those air blasts happened i found those very invasive Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's like what would happen if you were being like publicly executed like it was a like these giant like ah well like i was really not prepared for that i think that was one thing i I did not like the the most after like the first 10 15 minutes i was like there's another two hours and 40 minutes of this movie like yeah i would i also like i would think like okay because we knew we suddenly seen the movie before which honestly it might have been more fun or crazy if we hadn't seen the movie because then i'd be like oh there's gonna be a lot of guns in this scene and then it was like so i would know at least that i was about to be shot in the head with a bunch of air we could prep for all the major yeah sequences and get ready for what we knew was was coming which which you can't do and i think it's what makes that opening demonstration so fun 
is that you don't you really don't know what's coming and it's so much uh, uh, immediately more intense than what you think it's going to be the chairs really rise up and also yes. what a visual when you I'm glad we were further back than the one that I did before. So getting to see a whole room of chairs getting jostled yeah. around is, yes. is very crazy and, a, and a, a, a neat visual for sure. Yeah, I think we were all looking at each other and just like giggling because we were like, this yeah, is we were insane. giggling a lot. Because I really, I truly didn't think I thought like the the Bugs Life movie doesn't do the chairs aren't that crazy chairs don't like move at and, all. And, and Honey I Shrunk the Audience the chairs don't move like that so I was expecting a standard sort of theme park mm-hmm. experience. But this was, yes, much more aggressive. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. And it's not just action, as you guys know. There are parts where you're, you like tilts along with a camera pan yeah if so it's, you're drifting to the left you, you kind of have this little drift there's a thing and i was one like i wanted to know i'd love to get the guy who or a girl who programs this mm-hmm. because it's not a set like it's not a set sometimes the mo- thing moves with the vehicle sometimes it moves with the person running sometimes it moves with the camera sometimes it moves sort of to the music or the score but it's not uniform yes the whole way around there is a constantly shifting narrative voice of the yes. chair and you are like, not the same pov for even two seconds in a row and as an anal theme park consistency person like myself i was like well that's not now we're just Im- imitating the camera but we're not there's no action on the screen i found that however consistent with attractions like the new kung fu panda or um yeah shrek 4d too it's like you're feeling the 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 bump as donkeys run along a bridge yeah yeah or uh or now you're in this now you're feeling what shrek is feeling that i think that i think all of these kinds of things jump around it's more shrek 4d than mm-hmm. it is uh, Star Tours, where you have a consistent vision and where you are. Yes. Uh, I think one, you were very quick to remark, like, these chairs are like the amped up version of the Kung Fu Panda chairs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, cause that had some, like, there was a lot of floating on water stuff there. Yeah. And you had that in this too. There's a few boat sequences or there's one boat sequence. Uh, there's a long helicopter thing where you're kind of like following the helicopter. And, and I mm-hmm. thought that was very cool. The like drifting. <laughs> yeah. Without, Spoiling. I mean, if you've already seen the film, there is a, there is a ton of. I mean, we could say that this the helicopter scene is like one of the best things you've seen in a movie theater in the recent it's, past. It's Unbelievable, wild, and the nine was. Cr- was yeah. amped up all the way to like <laughs> yes. nine I, plus. Yes, I at that point like there's a t- like I remember when I was young and I went to my first like concert, which is cool. It was Green Day and. <laughs> I was so stressed out because I I was raised uh, to be fearful of everything. Uh, so when I went, I was uh, going alone with my friends to the Aragon in Chicago to see Green Day in a mosh pit. And I was stressed out about it. Actually, now that I think about it, that might have been my second concert. How Foo old are you? Foo Fighters. I don't know. Too old. 15? Some 14? I mean, I had seen like the monkeys or something, but going alone to what yeah. was like a modern You sure you band. would actually quantify it as a mosh pit? Green Day, I would. Really? So, Foo Fighters, there was a little moshing going on. This is Foo Fighters. This is uh, uh, After Color and the Shape. This is Learn to Fly era. But Dave Grohl's still a young man. He climbed the balcony of the of the Riviera. But so, Green Day, 
Um, so I knew the crowd was like kind of like, you know, would sometimes mush. Green Day, even back then during the warning tour, <laughs> there were still a lot of punks. It was before American Idiot and they had refreshed the audience with a bunch of young kids. So there were a lot of punks still wanting to mosh pit. And we were up front and I was just so stressed out about the thought of it happening <laughs> that I remember feeling like beat up for days, even though I hadn't moshed or whatever. So I've tried over the years to like not be stressed out in situations where I feel like I've lost control. Uh, uh, so, so what I'm getting to is that once this started like beating me up, I feel like now as a 34 year old man, I, I get comfortable in it. And then I start to go, well, can't this thing go any faster or harder? I start going the other way with it. I see. Where now finally I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know exactly what I'm saying. You wanted level 19. That's what I'm saying. I wanted level 19. So I think it's all just like making up for me being a scared youth. Mm -hmm. So once I get jostled around. This is still the pattern, though, is that you begin experiences with fear. And once you're in it, you you just want more. Yes. Which is what like a sitcom scene would tell you about getting on a roller coaster. That's true. Or whatever. So, yeah. It what was a nice it, lesson. It was a nice lesson that sitcoms teach. Um, but, yeah, it, it was fun. I liked nine. I liked that nine level. Mm. It was insane. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? This is the this is the moral of the film Parenthood, <laughs> is, is what you have oh, learned. Okay. That life is like a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and you just enjoy it. Yep. It's a lesson I need to learn, too. Not about li- life's okay. The uh, actual roller coaster yeah. part is what I need to learn. Uh, I gotta say, I, what do you guys think, like, looking at the list of 4DX movies, what do you think the funniest uh, example, like, movies that have been 4DX oh, are? I gotta find it. I got two. One is Grimsby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, the other... Oh, God. Where did it go? Uh, uh... Now you see me too. Now you see me. Yeah. Now you see me ones in there too. I would love to see. I love the now you see me movies. <laughs> I would love to see them in this. Uh, Frank and Weenie, less so. Kind of a weird what? one. Yeah, there's also some weird, like like you were saying, Valerian. Uh, there's also some weird bombs. Independence in Day resurgence. Awful. I would have liked if the, that 40X chair uh, propelled me through the ceiling out of the theater. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a lot of movies that were like genre-y action movies with like a lot of subtitles or colons in them, like The Mortal Instruments, colon, City of Bones, <laughs> or Percy Jackson, colon, Sea of Monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. M- Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's perfect. for And 40X itself adds a colon to a colon movie. <laughs> they uh, should do, have they done old movies that they've, like re put like the use the technology for like Ooh. yes that would be a good they have I think I saw um, episode one maybe I was in gonna here. say Star hmm. Wars Jurassic Park oh, fa- 3D oh, oh, Pod Race yeah oh, 4DX Pod Race, pod would race. Be awesome. yeah hell absolutely. yeah that's the way to turn the tide back yeah towards the prequels that would get everybody uh, convinced the Peanuts movie cranked to nine <laughs> <laughs> or the Angry Birds movie oh man if the 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 chair can make you feel like you're being pulled back and launched like one of the birds. <laughs> Incredible. Legend of Tarzan's a pretty funny one. <laughs> huh. Yeah, they're these films that aren't uh, rem- and re- they aren't remembered by anyone. And you get to learn from this list about Chinese films that you've missed, like The White-Haired Witch of Lunar Kingdom. 
Uh, wait, that's the subtitle of Valerian, isn't it? Hmm. Valerian <laughs> and the white-haired witch of Valerian Kingdom. <laughs> and the Four Realms. <laughs> and the Four Realms. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I was thinking, like, I was thinking, because the camera moves, like, is there, a mo- is there a movie that's not an action movie that just has an amazing cinematography that mm. all it is is just we're experiencing the camera moves? Like Koyana Squatsy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Touch of Evil. Yes. You get the, the oh, the long tracking shot of Touch yeah. of Evil. Yeah. Or the player of Children of Men is a nice long tracking shot that's Ooh, very... Yeah. So, like, not action... Never use the chairs for the action. Just use it to experience what, like... Chiva, the DP of Children of Men or oh. Gravity, uh, how he places the camera and moves it along with the shot. Yeah. Another Orson Welles project, one of my favorites, The Third Man. You could be in the Ferris wheel with Joseph Cotton and Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> I think this they is great. Got a, well, 40X for film buffs is clearly a, a very, something yes. they yeah. need to innovate. That's That would be lucrative. Yeah. Doing all of uh, Barry Lyndon... <laughs> yes, in forty eight. I gotta say, though, I I think one of the weaker parts of it is the glasses, the three D glasses. It, I thought there was some decent like depth in this one of mm-hmm. the three D, but and and there's a lot of very brightly lit sequences in in Fallout. But there's a lot of stuff in catacombs well, they, or tunnels or garages, and it does look a lot darker. Here's what they should do, because because the best 3D, as far as movie-wise, is is the CityWalk IMAX. Okay. If you're seeing a 3D movie, which is still not like the optimum way, there's, they haven't perfected it yet, but some, some of the movies we've seen are pretty good. Like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I thought, for whatever reason, looked great in, th- in 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of bright colors, a lot of fluorescent colors. Yeah, and maybe that helps. So but I think that screen is very bright, and it's very... Big. Yeah, so Doctor if, Strange looked good too. Yes, it, it, a lot of the a lot of that uh, Marvel has a lot of CGI goop in all these movies, and that <laughs> plays well in 3D on a giant screen. But it's it's very well lit, and it would be nice if you could get that screen, but with 4DX technology. If they could combine IMAX and 4DX, yeah. that might be the yeah. optimum movie going experience. There must be places where that is the case. This was kind of a smaller. Theater, yep, maybe, but I bet where I bet it would where this is taken wing a little more, like in in uh, Thailand or uh, or Vietnam or, or South Korea or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure there's like oh, I even saw on the website there are sizes of the of the theaters, okay. so you could do premium level nine yes. extreme. They have it all the way up to the top. That's what I want. Um, How long? Uh, the, I've never turned it off, and we're at one thirty-three. And how long were we doing tickets? Fifteen minutes. Yeah. So we're an hour and fifteen. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, I'll jump back in here. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna make a bold statement about this. Uh, oh. Okay. I have to say, uh, I think this is, if not one of the, if not the best, one of the best like screen attractions I have ever experienced. Hmm. Now that is tempered by the fact that it is, I saw a full movie, mm-hmm. but honestly, if you went to universal, there was an original like movie with like the cast of whatever, like let's yeah. say they did a mission impossible, like an original five minute thing with the seats cranked to eight or nine and you're whipping around and all of this yeah. stuff. This was so much more satisfying than like 
the ride, you know, the Fast and Furious ride, the or Fast whatever. and Furious, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the that part of the studio tour or the the King Kong studio tour part that is the solo, you know, its own attraction in Orlando, mm-hmm. like. I honestly kind of I don't want to see everything like this, but this is like a next level to me. Yeah, I I think maybe I feel like I've heard that the Fast and Furious also released in level nine was was really well done. I didn't see that. This Mission Impossible was fantastic. We saw it with people who were complaining a little about Ready Player One. I, I didn't love mm. of, of Valerian this way, but I think a a great movie that's perfectly equipped for this with a lot of car chases or motorcycle chases or helicopter chases or whatever yeah. it is. I think I think the right combo. I was surprised how much I loved it and how much it's teetering on that fun theme park line where it's a little stupid it's and you're maybe yes. looking for the word is this stupid do I not like it no I think this is stupid in the way I like <laughs> I think this is the a word lot of fun stupid. I totally agree I feel like we've been like slamming or complaining because no. th- those moments are more fun to talk about than really I mean that that the helicopter sequence was like they. I, I'm, I'm not kidding that was like better than any like new theme park thing I've done in a little while yeah, the, 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 by the time we got to the helicopter, because like, there were certain points when I went, uh, this is okay, I like this, but the, for sure, I think we crossed paths in the, going to the bathroom, and I was like, this is so... I didn't, did I, What did I say? Stupid? I said something along those lines. Yeah. Or hilarious. I said, this is hilarious. That's the word. More than stupid. It's yeah. just funny. We it's were laughing. It's so funny. Well, yeah. Like getting sprayed in the head and like shot with air and like... I kept it's a saying movie theater. out loud. Oh my God. Like yeah. I, you keep... You, you shout were laughing stuff. so much. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was too. Like everyone was... There was a couple next to Mike and I. Uh, that's the other thing. You're paired off in seats. And on oh, the yeah. website, they refer to it as love seats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like tiny couches the couple next to us i feel like we're also like having a blast yeah and they we're had, also startled when like stuff yeah and they had not seen the movie they either had not too, seen the movie so. every joke hit with them and they loved it um yeah it's, yeah i do you think seeing mission Impossible fallout the first time would work I, I think for sure it would work but i feel like i would have been like well now let's go see it so i can look at it a little more yeah. And not get yeah. beaten up while it was happening. I was glad because I, I mean, I think this easily my favorite movie this summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I for think sure. that my is. favorite in a while. It's like hitting me in a dark night kind yeah. of fashion. Probably because they have a similar vibe with that some scenes are IMAX and oh, that it's all wise. very real and he's yeah. on the top of uh, very tall places. And, uh, yeah. uh, and I don't, I haven't, uh, um, I didn't like love the the last Mission Impossible as much. I like this. It, it, I don't know. It feels this this franchise feels like the Dark Knight series, and that like you know some are like pretty good, and then others are like uh, masterpieces. Yeah, I mean, I I was just this is how annoying I am. Yesterday, I was just um, probably yelling, but I was saying to Lindsay, I go, "Do you remember?" Seven years ago, I kept talking about how good Mission Impossible is, and how everyone's saying how good Mission Impossible is. She's like, "Yeah, it's true. You did." I remember you were confused when I was like, "Mission Impossible Four is coming on." She was like, "Why do you? Okay, that's fine. We'll go see that." But why? And yeah. she's like, "Yeah, you're right. Everyone now is saying all the Mission Impossibles are great." 
So I do I, think, I think that it hit like snobs and, and elitists a little more lately, which I might even include myself in. Uh-huh. Uh, you're saying I'm more of a common man <laughs> <laughs> no, who you're, well, you're enjoyed in, working class Midwest. Well, well, you, you, I think you like you a, like passionately love a lot of uh, pop entertainment and yes, with comic that's true worlds. You're like ahead of things that other that everybody else hmm. starts well, to love. Nice. Thank you. I think so. Wrestling too. I think like that's like, true too. Yeah. The wrestling you've been going to is like uh, uh, having a l- like I feel like is is building in cool cred and you've yes, been, uh, you yes you were out of the game. And- uh, I'll say this: I was a I, fan of Jason too ten years ago, and now everyone is. I, yeah, <laughs> you, you beat me to it. Yeah, it's an early adopter uh, of me, uh, <laughs> and now I am like a mummy's curse that you cannot shake. Nope, I've tried. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you set me up for the All joke. All right. Um, uh, uh, yeah. What was I? Oh, I I think like looking back on the Mission Impossible's, I I thought like number four. I feel like they were that one had the added bonus of oh Brad Bird is directing this mm-hmm. and that has a lot of crazy stunt pieces in it i think but there was also like the vibe of the movie they're like well they're setting up renner to take it over they're setting up renner mm-hmm. and then they're like well, we're gonna make another one with tom cruise and and that one i was like well how are they gonna top the last one and then rogue nation was also very satisfying and then this this is just like next level i think Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but there this picks up a lot of characters and then some threads from the other movies, mm-hmm. and it, it nails it so much better than Spectre did because Spectre tried to do that too and did not stick the landing. Mm-hmm, that's hmm. fair. Uh, also, I mean, it's the best spy franchise. It's certainly been more consistent than James Bond, and and more than Born. And I like both mm-hmm. of those franchises too. I'll say this: I also felt like just building up like the characters and the motivations and this I thought this was a better payoff than Avengers Infinity War and maybe it's because they weren't well, selling a, it like that that's or a different we I can't just review movies it. on this podcast right now because I we could have an argument about Avengers Infinity War but Jay, let's Jason your biggest problem with Avengers Infinity War is that it made you too sad it's upsetting <laughs> you were too sad by it and you don't that's like a, to feel sad a viewer of a film who can that can that's a valid opinion if that's how it made you feel well, but i'm just saying if you don't what didn't if you don't think that themes. being sad is, should be part of that experience yeah, if i wanted to be sad i'd watch that god awful looking aquaman we saw a trailer for hell yeah just say, hell yeah <laughs> my man that's from justice league though yeah. uh, uh i just a couple of quick things i had written down mm-hmm. there's a couple on occasion something would happen that was different like like we were talking about effects mm-hmm. and on occasion like and I, this is a spoiler but something would happen where just let's just say a character got a jolt a sudden jolt mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i get like a like on one side of my back i get just like a like a prolonged like punch essentially and yeah. like it lingers there for a while like whoa and there's a section where somebody uh somebody gets hit by something and like it feels like the corpse the body not corpse uh rolls over my back essentially yes like there's a couple like interesting that little was tricks very unnerving and that was unnerving and i liked it but then for the rest of the movie i was also going like what other tricks do you have for dx mm-hmm. so then like there's a scene where somebody's getting choked and i was like kind of like i hope no i hope nothing like pops out around my neck during this <laughs> like because it was like surprise me on occasion with something so then I was thinking, like, maybe it's got one more, like, leg shackles or something, like... Oh, they did the snakes! They did the snakes, like, 
Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. They did they like did? they got your what? legs at what? one point. You may have stepped out. There Maybe were I was effects at, at your legs. <gasps> For what? That was the, that was the thing I was most scared at. It with Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Yes, you I know they left. did it. I forget what. Oh part. wow! It was I left during they like a talky part. Yeah, you guys both stepped Oh my gosh, out. I missed, I literally missed the one thing that maybe would have like brought back a horrible memory of me being at uh, Epcot think, Center when I was six and going, I, ah, yeah. I don't like the mice around my feet. Thank God there was no PlayStation 1 looking lion popping out of the screen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, wow, wait, that's what, crazy. What did this, there's no snakes oh, in the film. Oh, it's that scene where um, the professor releases all the mice into the theater <laughs> in the Mission Impossible. Oh, when yeah. Benji releases all the mice. Ethan Hunt is at the Spy of the Year Awards. <laughs> Save old Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the man. flubber got loose. Uh, um, I well, you're you're also there was there's specifically that somebody gets stabbed and then you. Well, that's get what I was. Stabbed. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. I was trying, which to. made me say out loud, "Why uh-huh. <laughs> they, I, we get stabbed?" Yeah, I was thinking. So yeah, I was trying to figure out like what what else is going to come up that and nothing really did. But I was like, "There's got to be something they're hidden, like another surprise they have." Well, he of course. Tom Cruise does a stunt. He jumped from building to building and he broke his ankle doing it. And I was a little worried that a sledgehammer would pop out of the chair Inspector Gadget style Uh and smash my ankle into pieces. Mm -hmm. When he did that jump in when we saw it the first time, I feel like people went, huh. (laughs) And this time I think everyone went, huh. But also because you you feel it yeah you got yeah. jostled so hard yeah i um, feel like as much of a daredevil as tom because i got mm. i was in a chair that tilted when he did the jump i was in a chair that shifted forward and wind was blowing at me when he did the jump from the plane i feel covered in terms of uh skydiving what, parkour say okay here let, this is the hypothetical though and i was thinking about this and this is only tangentially related but it, it, we're talking about uh, like say you were now cast in Mission Impossible 7 <laughs> and you're on the IMF team mm-hmm. and you have to do like would you f- ever be able to do any of the things this 56 year old man is doing <laughs> I would have get thrown through a plate glass window but would you seriously want that I'm being yeah, I'm saying uh, like if I could have the proper training and safety <laughs> people and all that stuff and let's I would let's absolutely. remember the training for most stuntmen is uh, you do it. You just do it. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot. Yeah. You go through the glass. I think because adrenaline kicks in when you're performing anyways, and just I, knowing I'm going to get to go through, I'm going to be able to tell people I went through a window. I think that's a double shot okay. of adrenaline. I just want, I'm just wanting to clarify with you specifically, because when the thing started, I was worried about your health during that in the chair. I mean, I, there was a lot of shock, but the, there was delight All there, right, too. Good. It's just hard to convey delight and, oh, my God. I think I can do the running. I think I could do mm, like a very small building to building jump. <laughs> really? If, if I have the wire on. Which he did. Which he did. Mike does this thing where I don't know. the very low cement walls and there's oh, a do, gap. Do, uh, yeah, yeah. He'll go like, I think I can make this jump. And every I do, time I still, Lindsay says, please don't. <laughs> I do that in Indiana Jones when we're leaving the exit. There's like a set of six stairs. I go, you think I can go get up all these stairs in one jump? And she's like, do not do that. And then I will. And then I'll be like, I can still jump pretty good. 
This is the most like kid and mom discussion yeah. that could oh, yeah. happen. Um, um, I, I mean, I'd be willing to try a number of things, but I think I'd be terrible at it. And uh, most of my uh, workout stuff is low impact and yoga ish mm-hmm. because like I get very red in the face. I have kind of a red. It's it's not as bad <laughs> as it used to be when I was a kid, but like running laps in uh, uh-huh. middle school or whatever, I'd get just flush red, which is very uncomfortable. And I know that's what would happen to me. It's, there is a. I have a vague feeling. I've for some reason mentioned this on the podcast before, but there is a video, a Funny or Die video called the Prairie Children. Uh, uh, one of the best Funny or Die videos uh, done by Ryan Perez, our past guest, and I also another past guest, Dave Ferguson. Uh, uh, he and I are like tussling in it like we're like little house on the prairie kind of like rough and tumble brothers and we're in like a dry patch and we're like we're like wrestling and this shot went on for approximately 25 seconds and i was beat red sweaty out of breath by the end of it and if you look up this video and you see what (laughs) caused what what made me be like at death's door uh uh, uh yeah, i don't know it makes me think i couldn't do the 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 bathroom mm. stunt scene i couldn't uh, uh burst through a, a mirror a well i was saying, when you were saying that i was like if you had to do the helicopter with like tom so like it's you so imagine mm-hmm. this the, the helicopter scene but it's like tom on one of the legs and you on the other <laughs> your face would be like so bright red like they'd have to digitally take the red out of it in post yeah It'd be like, it, yes, absolutely. It'd be pretty clean. They could just select one color oh, right, as right. uniform as a green screen. Just be bright, the brightest pink uh, uh, possible on a man's face. And that had been nice uh, precedent when uh, Justice League had to CGI Henry Cavill's mustache. Was it for this? For this. This was oh, the with mustache. the mustache. So maybe... Why did he have to have a mustache for this? That's what people bring up. Like, I, that was not I have a, a necessary... theory because he, he's, a, because he's a prick in the movie. And mm-hmm. I think it, he looks kind of like a pre- like they may actively make him look like a I, dick. My theory is that uh, Tom wanted to make sure he looked different than him. And now that they look so similar, but like they're both handsome guys. So I feel like Tom was like, he's got to have a mustache because then people idea. will differentiate. I think, okay, so Mission Impossible 7, we usually pitch rides, but let's pitch an idea Ethan Hunt has three sons that he just found out about, and he has to take the three sons. He's separated from the IMF. He has to take his three sons on vacation, but the vacation turns into a whole mission. And maybe he takes them on vacation to, uh, you know, a theme park of some kind. Maybe we have to rescue the IMF team, sort of like a uh, new X-Men, old X-Men okay, sort of thing. Okay, that's fine. That would be good. Uh, They're being held captive. they... They went to see a movie at the Barco Innovation Center, right. and they were and, gas. Bar- and the Barkler released his 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 gas that you thought was just a gas simulation, but it's real gas. Uh-huh. I mean, the apostles are still out there, and God mm-hmm. knows what sort of twisted plans they have. <laughs> so and, and then the we IMFT. go to then we have to do. Uh, the halo jump into to get into <laughs> Epcot Center undetected, and then Jason has to do the halo jump, but it's the halo top ice cream that he got. <laughs> I've never had that. Is it good? Uh, it's okay. I mean, some people have a problem with like kind of diet stuff because it tastes a little off. But I mm-hmm. always think as long as it tastes eighty percent like the other thing, it's pretty good. And obviously, low calorie. And we get uh, captured 
by some by Lane Junior and yes, Lane he, another son Junior. and he's gonna execute us all. But uh-huh. then he hears that fun conversation about ice cream and he's like, "These guys are all right," mm-hmm. and we all share ice cream together. And that's a good finish. Hey. I was gonna say like he also we, we eat ice cream for we, seventy Halo. to pad out the rest of the runtime. Yeah, yeah. Seventy straight minutes. I was gonna say he tortures each of us with our worst fear, and of course uh. you he puts you on a log flume ride with a big drop. Or a, a 50 foot drop. Yeah. Like no, mid, yeah, no, no. A, a mid tier. <laughs> he puts, he, uh, he puts me in a mosh pit with teens, with rowdy teens. But he, uh, and he would also, he would take, for me, he would take a, a giant animatronic that doesn't belong in oh, an enclosed yeah. uh, space. What's the biggest animatronic? Maybe that's why the, I mean, Jurassic Kong? Park, you're in an enclosed. It's a, How big was the old Kong? Um, well, but I saw old Kong every day. Oh, and I had yeah, no yeah, problem. yeah. I loved seeing him. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Did, did my soul well every time I smelled <laughs> that banana breath. Really a precursor to 40X technology. The yes. King Kong banana breath. Yes. Much respect. Um, Jason, what don't you want to encounter when you've been recruited on the IMF team? Uh, an oh. empty cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> Punches God. everyone <laughs> open. Jason, I've I've emptied your cupboard of treats. Uh, I God, fuck. <laughs> that joke threw me off because I was trying to think of like a joke about like emotional openness with no irony attached or something. But I fucking I'm off my game now. You'll watch me eat the treats. Oh, that but there's lots you can yours. share. I'm little. I don't need that much. <laughs> Your mission, should you choose, <laughs> is to watch. Uh, no, he wouldn't have. That was just him being a jerk. Oh, yes. That's fun. That's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, that they were right on the line using that gag. I feel like a couple characters said. Oh, a lot of characters say your mission, should, should you, you choose, choose to accept it. The movie it. also, they started shooting with 33 pages of a script. And I feel like you could tell with some of the dialogue that it wasn't oh, it worked for me <laughs> i didn't say it didn't work i'm just saying some of them some of the lines felt like well this is this is a good first draft for this line this conveys the the emotion or the the plot necessity but i found alec baldwin and tom cruise on the runway very moving i was shocked moving yeah oh um i i'm trying to think of a here i, mean, I don't know if you've said your worst fear i but, said a mosh pit when i was six but yeah that's oh, not sure. i've gotten over that mm-hmm. i love that now for you help me out with the end of this but i think we, we haven't talked about the the masks being deployed as mm. a possibility against you uh-huh. and what if you when you got dropped into epcot center and you met your your best gal mini and pure <laughs> per usual she's hugging you grabbing uh-huh. at you pawing at you and then she <laughs> takes off the mask and is something else as another big character head, oh, uh, like the, but a bad one. The alien from Alien Encounter. <laughs> sure. It was Minnie's actually the alien. I don't know what's a similar size. Yeah. I don't know if it's Ursula or... I like Ursula. I wouldn't mind a hook from her. <laughs> you wouldn't mind being pawed at? I wouldn't mind it. Having all tentacles? I wouldn't uh, kick her out of bed. <laughs> what uh, What if the uh, Eric Idol in Journey into Your Imagination took off the mask and it had been Dreamfinder this whole time? Well, that's a good thing. Oh, no, but no, then we're all like what thing. is what have you been doing for 20 that was years confusing for why me. were you lying why what yeah. <laughs> but then he walks away he does like the walk away from camera and the hmm. mission impossible theme comes on and you're like what what is <laughs> happening <laughs> why you just described a confusing thing 
maybe not a terrifying thing guys though. what we're doing right now is mashing up a franchise mm. with theme park lore which once again if you told me that's what i'd be doing mm-hmm. with a couple other weirdos mm-hmm. if you told 10 year old me that feverishly working on oj land <laughs> that the fan fiction would never continue or never would never, never cease stop. rather and that uh, people would be listening to it for some reason although in this case maybe they bailed <laughs> they uh, might have been out they, they might have bailed 10 minutes ago when we said what if we were on the imf team yeah that was self-indulgent <laughs> was idea from the me. stars <laughs> Although we do that a lot, we try to inject ourselves into most things on this podcast. Mm, so. It's a pretty, I mean, what podcast is not a, about the host sure. podcast? Maybe there are some and maybe they're better um, but this one is uh, lazier, and that's yep. <laughs> that's the way it is. That's true. I'm going to bet there's some religious podcasts that are primarily about numero uno, Mr. JC. <laughs> <laughs> Someone takes a back seat. I feel like you're doing a Christianity podcast. You're like, well, sure. I'm always going to be number two on the Patreon <laughs> to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if Jesus Christ took a mask off and he was lame the whole time? I'm the lame. villain is lame. I'm lame. <laughs> that is just like lame. <laughs> uh, what? C- cur- uh, cursed be you, not blessed. Why does he sound like a, <laughs> a troll or a pirate? Yeah, he sounds like Emperor Palpatine or Senator like mm. he sounds like Darth Sidious oh he's him too then he takes off the he's lame Darth mask Sidious. and he's another villain and Gollum he sounds like a little bit he's all and then he's Gollum he was wearing three masks yeah. and the top one was Jesus Christ <laughs> and he was lying uh, if we were doing plus it up our scale with the 4DX oh. what do we think um, as far as what do we uh, keep it exactly as is would we plus it up or would we burn the whole 4DX down for insurance money certainly not that I, I was thinking plus it up I think we we'll probably w- might all have ideas for it I was thinking like put some restraints in give me a seatbelt and like let's drop the floor out like let's oh yeah ooh. fuck me up fam yeah like like as I was saying I wanted more earlier like like really like much like Ethan Hunt does to the Philip Seymour Hoffman character Mission Impossible 3 and dangles him out of uh, like the back of a plane like I want to be down I want to be out like dangling from the movie theater seats I guess it's not practical as far as drinks or popcorn are concerned because Mm -hmm. it would just dump it all over but they have to give you a warning maybe you're not allowed to have it in there but you something. get a little like just suddenly there's a quick little intermission like popcorn time yes and then you're back to it yeah or there's like a little warning logo that's like secure popcorn now and you have to put it in like a little case yeah and it like zzz, there's like a little robot and Hurry, then, and put, then, the, put the popcorn uh-huh. seatbelt on it like if you could really like if they could rotate you 360 in those chairs i would love it i mm. would love more joss more jostling <laughs> more jostling rotating's good oh jason's I, yawning <laughs> i i i don't need the 3d yeah, yeah, I don't oh, need yeah, the glasses. Yeah, I, agree, I, agree. I, I, I have thick plastic glasses. Uh, I find them very uh, awkward to wear over my glasses. And then also my eyes kind of hurt at the end or a little achy at the <laughs> That's end. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, you know, we were saying how fun the, the opening, the demonstration of the 4DX technology yes. is. That is a blast. 
And also before the movie, you get to see one of the best things you can see in a movie theater, the Regal Coca-Cola <laughs> Refreshing Filmmakers Contest. So I want the 40X to extend to that. Mm-hmm. I want the Refreshing Filmmakers to also program a perfect chair experience uh, for me to watch their their film that is <laughs> Coke-centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the, little, the little story where, like, uh, you know, the guy, like, spills Coke in the projection booth, but then it makes the people on the screen be cheers and a coke together yeah that would be great um, i want to i want to experience should... every tilt and the spill of coke in my face and the water should be coke at that point too yeah so it makes it, it actual spray soda for longer the whole time and i yeah. should get to taste it all <laughs> oh i think we forgot one thing that happened to us when we were there and this this is before the movie we were walking down the hallway <laughs> and we walked through what appeared oh, to be yeah. some sort of media event or interviews or something for Death of a Nation, the newest Dinesh D'Souza joint. And if you're not familiar with him, he's a right-wing documentarian's a stretch. He's a a real uh, con man. He's a real huckster uh, who makes these dog shit documentaries. He uh, was pardoned by the president. He served some time for illegal campaign contributions because he was so fucking dumb he couldn't figure out how to give an excessive amount of money and so he had to do time for that and then he got pardoned like a president wasted out an hour in the day to pardon this fucking moron and and this movie is called death of a nation and it's about how like what if the left are the real nazis and it's just yes. it's called death of a nation but then the poster has a giant picture of trump and under it it says death of a nation so he's too dumb shit to even like <laughs> you know that reads that as an anti-trump documentary uh, my favorite is that the premiere of the movie appeared to be at a, a 9 p.m showing in on like theater three, night. theater three at the regal cinema yeah. at la live on a monday night in the middle of a city full of people who would uh fucking despise this man if you said like hey you know who this is we were all we all walked by it and we were like <gasps> like we all made like, like, this like, noise and like the press PR, interviews happening yeah, there were interviews happening like there's a pr person that was like a pr person there she's like looking and i was like she knows we know like i would think mm-hmm. well like, once uh, we got like about six feet away i went did you please just walk through a fucking dinesh d'souza movie premiere i'll tell you this uh, I would have seen it if it was in 4DX. That, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that's probably the out, but really fast, I just have to say. Oh, I, yeah. We, we forgot about in that pre thing how the you're in the motorcycle chase and then the audience it cuts to the audience watching the 4dx motorcycle chase and they're all so into it uh-huh. that they all pretend <laughs> to be holding handlebars um, that's yes. the funniest thing yes. i've seen in a movie theater in years room that- the everyone 20 people all agreed to hold up fake handlebars something that's never yes. happened in all of time and that was i will say that that like that played well as a joke to everybody in the theater, not just snarky podcaster row that we were in. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge laugh of everyone laughing at these idiots on the screen pretending to be on the on the motorcycle oh, vroom, vroom like that. Everyone was laughing <laughs> everyone at that. Everyone laughed. That yeah. wasn't just a like cynical laugh. dicks no. doing. And I want the you know what? That's my other plus up. I want full. I want a full refreshing Coke filmmakers thing, and I want a full. I want the people who made that to make an entire oh yeah movie, but it's. A movie where half of it is cutting to the 
the audience who are all like if the scene's in a truck they're all pulling a truck horn (laughs) or if it's like train if it's a train if it's a romantic scene they're all grabbing they're all grabbing air and smooching with it Mm -hmm. or like if they're like loading coal into a a cold coal train whatever you would call that steam train and they're shoveling in oh what a hard life they all say in unison (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah that would be great I want to see more of this 40x space work you guys did mm-hmm. improv you could appreciate oh how yeah you, could you feel the the physics of the motorcycles that they were holding on to mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah. that's you really got to commit to it and that's how you get an audience on board mm-hmm. i thought the space work was a little broad but <laughs> still it was effective and that's your plus up yes uh folks you've survived podcast the ride 40x edition <laughs> thanks so much for listening um hey the next time you hear us no that's not true very soon you'll be hearing our very exciting live episode with mm-hmm. tony baxter uh done live from an abandoned sports 30 in sherman oaks check that out it's coming up and all kinds of great there's a lot going on and podcast yeah. the ride world i feel and to uh, check it all out hit us up on twitter or instagram or email us at podcast the ride at gmail we've started to talk about doing mailbag segments or as i call it podcast the ride post office mm. uh, uh so <laughs> you know if you want to send a little letter to the podcast the ride post office email podcast the ride at gmail dot com we'll start incorporating your we're eliminating the boundary between the podcast and you <laughs> We're taking it up to level nine. 40X of email. (laughs) Again, that's podcasttheride at gmail.com. We've gotten a couple Twitter DMs recently that made me laugh saying, what's the email for the show? And I'm like, are we mushmouthing it on the end of the show? So Mm. podcasttheride at gmail.com. Should should maybe our, our old friend Lane give them the email address podcastride <laughs> at gmail.com I like that version of <laughs> it's good to see you again Ethan a little Lori Peter Lori in there oh there's some Lori in there <laughs> he's back that uh, was Elsa very interesting <laughs> um, well on that great lane impression we should take off <laughs> I guess that'll do it uh, see ya see you soon